You're listening to the big league. A ton of stuff happened last night. I think the Leafs have to win that one. This year, Toronto Maple Leafs are going to win Stanley Cup championship. The Jays would pick up Bumgarner from the Giants. Whoa. Quite a huge game. He put up 30 points. You can't suspend him for that. I like you can look into I it think as much. You could. Toronto Raptors raise the banner. If they get by Boston, do you think they have a legit shot at winning the Stanley Cup this year? You're listening to the big league with Aiden Silphant and Connor Somerville. Once again, we are back for the big league, Aiden Silphant and I, Connor Somerville. That's right. Uh, and this is going to be an interesting episode. Very, very Leafs-centric. Um, but before we get to the Leafs, we should address the two people in the room. Uh, we have the Finch and the Farrow, Jackson Farrow and Zach Finch, are joining us in studio to talk Babcock and everything Leafs. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. How are you guys? Doing good. Happy to have you guys on. Been wanting to get you guys on this season. Um, we had a good episode last year. Lots to so talk about, gotta, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. Lots to talk about. Um, so, yeah. Let's uh, let's jump into this. Big news. Uh, yesterday, the Toronto Maple Leafs officially announced that Mike Babcock has been fired. Uh, Sheldon Keefe, the former head coach of the Toronto Marlies, will take over his job behind the bench. Uh, so, broke yesterday. Um, we're just going to get first thoughts right away. Jackson, I'll go to you first. Um, do you think this was the right move, and do you agree with the timing of it? So to answer the first part of your question, I think absolutely it's the right move. It's very clear that Dubas, Shanahan, and Babcock just fell out of favor with each other. You know, They weren't on the same page, um, specifically when it came between management and the bench. The timing... That's, I think, where the debate really stems from. I wonder why they didn't give Babcock at least the rest of the road trip here. I mean, he had said, you know, right after the Vegas game, yeah, we're on the right track. You know, we're working towards things. We like the process. Boom, you're done. And now you bring in Sheldon Keefe in the midst of a Western road trip. The timing to me, questionable. Zach? Yeah, I'm going to have to say about the same thing that you did, uh, the only thing is, yeah, the timing. It's very, it's very odd, and it's odd because, you know, no one knew that this was going to happen. No NHL insiders had the leaks. There were no, um, there were no rumors about him actually getting fired. There were obviously talks about it, just fans speculating, but there was never concrete evidence that this that this was going to happen. And then all of a sudden, it comes out of left field, out of nowhere. And honestly, I feel like it's the right move for the Leafs because. I think that Mike Babcock getting fired was inevitable. And so if it's going to be inevitable, you might as well start changing things as soon as possible, get the guys on the team on board with Sheldon Keefe, and push forward and hope to turn the season around. Yeah, so, yeah, that's basically exactly what I was going to say. Uh, why don't we, let's read the PR tweet, at least PR tweet first, sort of get a sense of, sort of maybe di um, dissect it a little bit, figure out what is underlying here because I found it very very interesting some of the names involved so Leafs PR tweeted last night Toronto Maple Leafs president and alternate governor Brendan Shanahan announced today that Mike Babcock has been relieved of his coaching duties and Sheldon Keefe has been named the club's new head coach what's really really interesting to me in that statement is that Kyle Dubas's name wasn't used once this was Brendan Shanahan's decision Question. Yeah, that's, um, I wonder about the power dynamic there, right? 
I mean, Brandon Shanahan was the guy who hired Mike Babcock, so that does play a big role into it as well. Um, he's the president of the hockey club. Um, I think it may have also been a bit because a lot of people are saying that um, Shanahan didn't want to fire Babcock, and a lot of people were saying Dubis really wanted to, so it was it was going to come down to whether Shanahan wanted to or not. So that might play into the to the wording of this official statement. I wouldn't read too much into it, though. I think um, that Dubis kind of addressed it this morning at his press conference that it was a collective effort between him and Shani. They both reached that conclusion. Um, I th- yeah, I think I don't think we should read too much into the wording of it. I wonder if this is Shanahan shielding Dubis a little bit. Dubis is still a young GM. He's still learning on the job, whether you, you like it or not. And he's never had to fire a coach in the NHL. So they probably came to a mutual decision over time, right? I don't think this just happened the other night. I think it would happen over time. But I think that Shanahan is doing this because he wants to protect Dubas a little bit and say, no, 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 this is my decision. This is It's coming from the president of the team. The GM, you know, we agree on this, but he's not the one calling all the shots. Because if this goes bad, Dubas's head would be on a stick at Young and Dundas tomorrow. Right, he so already is basically this. This is his last straw. Yeah. So maybe this is another way of kind of shielding him a little bit, and Shanahan putting himself in front of the media and saying, "No, no, this is me." Because you notice Shanahan talked first too. Yeah. Yeah. Dubis did not talk yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be interesting because as we we're talking about with the Leafs' struggles, all eyes were on Mike Babcock. It was almost just something to look at and say, "Yeah, this is this is the reason why it's Mike Babcock," and that's what everyone was coming to the conclusion of, and with Mike Babcock being fired now, all the eyes turn to the management. Because for whatever reason, no one likes to look at the players. The players have to take more accountability in this situation, but in terms of the fans and the general public, it all goes towards coaching and management, and now that coaching is, I guess, out of the picture for the quote-unquote reason for their struggles, all eyes are, are on Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan, and we'll see what happens. It's going to be tough to tell, because, again... Sheldon Keefe hasn't coached a single NHL game, and it's much different up here than it is down in the AHL. So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the players on this team. So, Sheldon Keefe is coming into a situation here in Toronto where the Leafs are at the low of the low right now. They are playing the worst hockey that we've seen in the past four years. Agreed? Sure. So, he's coming to this situation, and he, like Zach said, he has not coached a game in the NHL before. And you guys know the big market here in Toronto. There's so much pressure to be the coach of this team. And I don't know if the coach was the biggest problem with this team. Mike Babcock being fired and Sheldon Keefe coming in here isn't going to fix everything. There's still a lot of problems with this team. Defense, backup goalie, scoring depth isn't there right now. So I don't know if Keefe can come in and fix all of that. It's still going to be up to Dubis up to Shanahan to bring in some other guys to help out Keefe and build that winning environment. Cause like, and Keefe's, Keefe's got a lot of pressure on him. That's all I got to say. I feel for the guy because he's coming into a really rough situation, and it's going to be a challenge. And they have to make a lot of improvements to this team if they want to go anywhere this year. Yeah, well, Sheldon Keefe's going to have to adapt to the Leafs roster because it's very different developing guys in the AHL, like I said before, than the NHL. And, you know... At the end of the day, Sheldon Keefe can do a lot 
just by doing the little things that Babcock wouldn't, such as, hey, changing lines, you know? Yeah. Which he did today in practice. Yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what the lines will be, but also how how Babcock played this team was around effort. And you can play with the same guys, just work harder. He was always known for having some of the tightest practices in the NHL for that yeah. reason. But with Sheldon Keefe, I feel like there's a lot more experiment that can happen yeah in-game yeah. adjustment exactly I think that's one of his strengths yeah and so we'll have to see how that changes the dynamic of this Leafs team talk about baptism by fire though right he's coming into a, a the hardest situation pretty much imaginable you're in the biggest hockey market you're you have tons of pressure on you playoff aspirations you've got three guys making 11 million plus with massive egos right like that's a lot to deal with and you're also you're also taking on a lot deeper competition than, you know, Ben Street, right? You, you've got, you've got Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak, Brad Marchand. How are you going to figure that out? Because Babcock couldn't do it, so how are you going to fix it? And people have built this guy out to be a miracle worker, right? I, which is unfortunate. It sure is, but it's it's just the way this market works. The alternative always looks way better. I think just being willing to change. And being on the same page as Dubas is going to be huge for this team. Mm -hmm. Babcock and Dubas did not agree. He openly admitted to that in the, uh, his press conference today. Openly admitted to it. And now we have Keith coming in who's on the same page, wants to do fast hockey, exciting hockey. Uh, Dubas has said they're going to change up their play style. I, I don't see this going wrong. Now, there are times where... The, the GM and the coach aren't always on the same page. Like, I'd imagine in Detroit, Babcock and Ken Holland weren't probably always on the same page, but they still were, you know, they won a cup. They still got along. They made it work. And that's one thing, too. Why couldn't they make it work? Uh, well, in Detroit, you're dealing with some pretty talented players as well. Datsuk, Zetterberg, Lidstrom, some of the greatest of all time, and Matthews, Marner, Tavares. They're not there yet. Um, so you can make that argument. Um, and, yeah, the... Ken Holland and, and Mike Babcock, they they worked together for, I think, a longer period of time, obviously, than, yeah. than Dubas and, and Babcock did. So that's something to consider with that. Um, yeah, I, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think, at this point, uh, you mentioned the defense, D, like yeah. the decor, mm -hmm. the pairings. We've been talking about that like every episode. I don't think that's an issue. You, you don't think really? that's I think the way, the issue? I think the way that they were being told to play was the issue. You Tyson letting, Berry in specific. You weren't okay. letting Tyson Berry who he, who, be who he wants to be. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yep. But at some point, some of these offensive guys are going to start have to playing start going to start having to play defense. Like like a guy like Tyson Berry, a guy like Cody Cece should stop pinching in my opinion and play defense. Well, the whole Cece Riley line's got to Yeah, you can't hit, you can't have Cece Riley out there to start a penalty kill. Well, Riley's not a good penalty killer, in my opinion. Cece's yeah. not a good penalty killer. Together, that's awful. You can't, you can't do that. The chemistry's not there for those two, and yeah. that's that's my humble opinion. Every time on the ice, uh, especially in the defensive end, there are a lot of times where either Riley or Cece are caught on the opposite side of the ice, are caught not covering their man in front, which a centerman then has to adjust. Which then, again, in the corners, no extra centerman to help out. So it's just. A domino effect every time Riley and Cesar are on the ice, and maybe it's because I'm looking at it specifically, but at the same time, it's presenting itself. I think the biggest issue with that pairing is Riley's trying to carry Cece. 
Yeah, Riley. CC can't do anything. Let's Riley is just far be, superior. Let's be completely honest. He can't do anything. The guy can't even break up uh, passes around the boards. Never mind uh, defend the penalty kill. Right. He also, the same thing with him though. He hasn't been utilized properly. CC's a guy who, first of all, he needs to be playing with a more defensive-minded player as opposed to Morgan Riley, and he can't be getting the amount of ice time he's getting. Right. Mm. He can't handle that. He's getting 22 minutes ice time a night. That's yeah. too much for a guy like Cody Cece, who, if anything, should probably be getting second pair and, on a good team, third pair minutes. Yeah, I completely agree with that. But the thing is, Jackson, they don't have a defensive defenseman to put him with. Well, Jake so, Muzzin. Yeah, Jake Muzzin. Jake Muzzin can also join the rush, too. He's not completely yeah. defensive, but he is their best defensive defenseman. So, yeah, I could see them putting... If, putting if, um, I, um, I, would sw- I would switch Justin Hall and Cece. Just to Justin Hall just on to the top line. That I think sounds Hall like is, a terrible idea. I think Hall is no, working I think, because of that same argument. Because he's being shielded. What about a trade? What well, about another player? Well, you, Colin Miller's on the block. <laughs> Colin Miller's a healthy scratch, though. Colin Miller. Yeah, yeah, also exactly. take, take, take a look at the Leafs cap situation and get that, back yeah, to you on that. Yeah, they're not in a good place. Oh, my. But if you send CC going one way, I think you could get a decent piece. Like, you'd have to package. Well, like a third-round pick? Well, no, you'd have no, to package like please. you throw in Jeremy Bracco, yeah, and you could get Jeez. you could probably get a Colin Miller, or whoa, okay, whoa, or whoa, better. That's a, that's a high price. Yeah, I think that, that's a very. high I think price. if you're gonna move Bracco, you've got to be getting someone who is a solidified defensive guy, like we were talking about. Someone who's gonna provide stability. Colin Miller is still trying to figure out his game at the moment. Yeah, and Jeremy Bracco, that's that's a big piece. Like, he, could Jeremy Bracco, he could come up. Jeremy Bracco honestly isn't that good. He can't defend. All he can yeah, do he is pass, defend. right? Yeah. yeah. That's his biggest offense. Offense is his game. There's a reason Engvall jumped him on the depth chart, right? Yeah, exactly. So if you're not gonna trade a guy like Engvall with CC to get Colin Miller to get out of Cody CC. Like, okay, you have yeah. to look at it that way, right? I think there should be some other guys on the market, though, that they could go after, other than Miller. That's uh, just my opinion. So they, they could get someone better for Bracco and CeCe. Marco, I think Marco Scandell is also on the block in mm-hmm. Buffalo. Is he right-handed? I have no idea. He might have a bit of a cap hit. He might. He might I, yeah. I can't remember off the top of my yeah. head. Um, maybe, well, no, San Jose is in so much crap. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, for me, it's like... Edmonton, maybe? Perhaps, but Edmonton's also really good. Why mess with what they got going? New because coach, new other, system. Well, other than Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, they're terrible. On defense, though, they only have really uh, Nurse and Clefbaum, and they're, yeah. they're untouchable. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. you try and get, like, Brandon Manning. How much is an upgrade from Brandon Manning to Cody Ceci, though? Yeah. $3 million in cap. Okay. Okay, cap space is a... Pretty big deal. I that, hear that, you. I agree. And Manning is more defensive as well, so he could be yeah. on the penalty kill. Winnipeg. Winnipeg's an option, too. Winnipeg are dying right now. Yeah, but they they need the, their defense. Yeah, right? they've had a lot, they have a lot of holes. No, like, but you don't get a defenseman from them. You give them Cody Cece to free up enough cap space to then yeah. go and get a Colin Okay, Miller. yeah, sure. That's fair. I think that, though, like... Dubas is a really, like, the Leafs are so focused on analytics now. I struggle to believe that they acquired CC just to get rid of Zaitsev. I think he saw something in CC where, in a shielded role, with the right situation, he could be somewhat effective. And at the end of the day, he's on a one-year contract. And I don't think they want yeah. to give up on him yet. Yeah, so the one, one year is probably like a, a trial. You know, you're paying this guy yeah. four and a half, which is a little much. A lot but, much. A lot much, yes. But 
hey, it's one year, so if you're going to trade them, you're either committing to someone or you're just getting another rental, which the Leafs have done in the past. And I feel like with a, with a shaky defensive core, you want to start solidifying it, especially with all these management uh, operations. I feel like now we can say that management, at least in my opinion, is pretty secure right now. I think it's more like management and coaching is pretty set. I think it's more likely Sandine gets called up than they make a trade. But Sandine's left-handed. So he's still a really I good think, player. I, I think, think you could maneuver that. I, I don't think, have a problem. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with lefty Because you have to righties. remember, Babcock was the one who was a lefty-righty yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Right? But who knows? Is Keith that as well? I guess we're going to find out. Yeah, because like, he didn't make any changes to the defensive pairings today in practice. It's one day, though. Well, he but he adjusted the forward lines, and he adjusted the power play. Easier to adjust the forwards than the D, though, I'd make the argument. Yeah. Plus, the forwards have been, like, we, we know we've seen what we can get out of the forwards. Or you, as a Leafs fan, have seen what you could get out of the forwards. The D, it's, I think Sheldon Keefe needs to wait and see on that one. That's just me, though. How long are you guys going to give Sheldon Keefe a chance before they make a trade? Like, are you going to give him 10 games and then panic and then make the move? Like, how long, how, how much leeway is there? I say you just, you just let him, you just let him go. Because at the end of the day, he's going to a new team with new guys who he has to get to know, and then he has to apply his coaching strategies, which takes a while, and it takes a long time for players to build trust. Do you think Austin Matthews or John Tavares really knew who Sheldon Keefe was just because he coached in their minor league affiliate? Probably not. So you have to get to know this guy. And once you get to know him and trust him, start getting used to the new systems. I, I'm going to give him time because it's not fair the situation that he is in right now and it's not fair to him because the pressure's on mm-hmm. and I feel like he loses two games bang bang it looks ugly but yeah Leafs Nation they could freak out tonight if, if it's ugly tonight I say give it time who G- said exactly. the NHL is fair though right that's life in the big leagues yeah yeah I speaking of which I really like this third line Kerfoot Spezza Kapanen oh that's what I'm talking about wonder how Spezza is going to be Who's utilized now Spezza. Spezza. Spezza's in the middle. Yeah, okay. you got Kerfoot in the wing. Is Kerfoot playing, though? Because he's still got that yeah, busted I'm, mouth. I'm not sure. That's just what Mark Masters tweeted. What they so were wait, what the are state. the lines? What are, so so what are the lines? Right now, the lines are... Uh, first line is Janssen, Matthews, Nylander. No change. Okay. Yep. Second line, Mikheyev, Tavares, Hyman. Jeez, Mikheyev. So they moved Mikheyev up. I like that. That could work. Third line, Kerfoot, Spezza, Kapanen. Mm-hmm. What's really interesting... like My f- most interesting line here... Engvall, Gautier, Patin. Mm. Okay. No shore. No shore, yeah. Do you guys think the Patin, or the Engvall move foreshadowed the firing? No. No. Because Engvall, I think it was really out of left field. Engvall was one of Keefe's favorites. He developed him. He's also killing it right now. I wonder about that. And I, I wonder, too, if maybe something Babcock said about Engvall, or may, I don't, maybe that might have been a focal point. I could see that. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think it was a Because he's holy, now playing him, too. I think it was a, holy crap, we have no more left-wingers because Trevor Moore got hurt. We need someone up now because we can't play Dmitro Timoshov because he's been so bad recently. Yeah. And going back to how um, Keith might have, or he does, like Engvall, he also developed uh, 10 plus players who are currently on the Leafs roster. Yeah, I think it's 13. Right? Yeah, 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 12, 13 around that number. So he knows a lot of the guys in the team. So I think Peter Engvall in particular didn't really, or Pierre, Pierre. Pierre. Yeah, yeah, Pierre Engvall in particular didn't uh, have anything to do with it. But you never know. Yeah. Engvall looked good. Eng- like he's honestly, awesome. 
the Leafs didn't play that bad in Vegas, in my opinion. I watched the entire game. I don't think they looked that bad. They look, It looked like they gave some good effort. They got off to a good start, which has always been the big problem with this team. Uh, they let in that first goal, and then it kind of goes down from there. Uh, but they always showed that effort. Even Hyman scored a, a goal late to try and make it interesting. It looks like they, they gave a lot more effort than what they did on Saturday night. I think Saturday night, that was the game that got Babcock fired. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I think the fact, though, that people feel better and they feel good about a 4-2 loss really says a lot about the situation that your franchise is in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, you're paying three guys 11 million plus and a good effort is a good night. And a a loss at the end of the day. And you have huge playoff aspirations. you have to remember that Babcock and Matthews did not get along. As much as they say they got along, they did not get along. They had, they had three years to point. compromise, though, and they never could. And, and they the never ice did. time. The ice time. Matthews, like, never played over 20 minutes. Yeah. He's yeah. playing, Game like, seven. 17 or 18. Even Tavares only 17. I don't want to see... Tavares is still hurt, though. Like, his finger is still busted. There's something wrong You're, with him. You don't heal yeah. a broken finger in two weeks. Yeah. Okay. okay. Like... Yeah, but, but I mean, not just like the last game. Like I know over the yeah, look at the past playoffs season. last year. And yeah, I it's it's a really tough situation because there is no cure, right? There's no magic powder that you can throw on this team and say, "Well, we have Sheldon Keefe now." No, it's it's going to be trial and error, and they might lose. To, I I'd imagine a good effort. I'd imagine a great effort tonight, but I don't know if they'll win. Arizona's a really good team. They're yeah. a really, really good defensive team. Are they, though? The Leafs don't eat. They're a great they are. They're team. fantastic Goals against average is 2.2. Yeah, Darcy Kemper Darcy is Kemper's, killing it this year. Darcy yeah. Kemper's having a great year. And also, the Leafs didn't get a full practice under Keith. Yeah. They just had their morning skate today. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't expect them to play great tonight. I don't expect anything I, different. I don't want Leafs yeah. Nation I think, to freak I think, out. I think tonight's going to be a very Mike Babcock-esque Maple Leaf squad. I think they're going to have a lot more freedom tonight to kind of do yeah. whatever they want. I think he's going to come in here and say... Show me what you got. Go yeah, have that, some fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel, I feel like old habits will come into play at certain points in the game because oh, yeah. you, can't, I hope you, can't, not. you can't just change your whole hockey style as an individual and as a line, as a team, in less than 24 hours. Well, here's the thing, though. You're removed from the shackles now. That's the thing. So mm-hmm. they were already changing their style of game. So maybe now a guy like Matthews, I look at Nylander and Barry. Those are my two guys who I think now the shackles are off. Let's see what you can do. Because they weren't using Barry properly. We just talked about that. Yeah. And Nylander. Nylander has been great, though. I he's been you? their best player so far this season. Debatable. I well, think maybe, Ma- maybe Matthews. So, yeah, Matthews, Matthews. easily. Okay. Uh, but also Nylander, he's, for me, he's always been a streaky guy. And this year he's been great. I think now you remove the shackles, and maybe he takes his game to another level. I think that's possible. He he's played under Keith before. Remember that. Yeah, and I think Babcock ha- and him had bad blood. Absolutely. Going back to Definitely. the contract negotiations. Yep. And Nylander has played for Keith before with yep. the Marlies. Exactly. With, and Kappen and Janssen, all these guys, right? So yep. they know him. They love him. Yeah. I think I think I agree with Jackson. I think Nylander and Barry are going to be the ones that benefit. And the move today, putting Barry on to PP one, that's huge. Do you think that that Dubis was the one that suggested that? Probably. Yeah. I think that's why he traded him for the first place. Yeah. Right. Well, he's also a top twenty minimum defenseman in the NHL. Yeah, around there. Like, if you offensively. can get offensively. Offensively, yes. All right. I th- I think this is a good time to say my hot take. I'm going to oh, say okay. Tyson Berry is going to score his first NHL goal with you the are, Leafs. That, you're not the only person I've heard say that today, <laughs> right, especially right. on Twitter. I hope so. That'd be great theater. 
Well, they have to get a power play first, so. <laughs> no. Or get a power no, play. No, okay, hold on. Is okay. it going to be on a power play, or is it going to be even strength? Hmm. I'm going to say even strength. Even strength. What goal. period? Uh, Period one. Mm, first period. Right off the bat. First period, yeah. Right off the schneid. Yeah. All right. Borderline hot take, but we'll take it. So yeah. it's sizzling. Hey, remember, hey, my hot take from a couple weeks ago. I was I gave Mike Babcock two weeks. Yeah, we're never gonna get Mike the end Babcock of that, two we? weeks. So yeah, it. I did call it. All right, so quickly, I want to talk a little bit about Babcock himself because I thought his statement was very interesting, mm-hmm. to say the least. Mm-hmm. Not mentioning Shanahan or Dubis, or I Matthews, could, or Matthews. I could read the entire thing, but that's gonna take a while, and I'm not great at reading. So <laughs> we'll just. I assume you've all seen it. Yeah. If you haven't, uh, TSN posted it on their TSN Hockey posted it on their Twitter, uh, so you can go check it out there. But to sum it up, he basically thanked Larry Tannenbaum, didn't mention Shanahan, didn't mention Dubis, didn't mention Matthews, uh, talked about the hundred point seasons, and said thanks to the fans, uh, the media, and the city. And Morgan Riley. And Morgan Riley, yep. which that is a really weird one. Uh, well, he's 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 the only player on the team who has been there throughout his entire uh, tenure. tenure in yep. Toronto. So I guess oh, okay. um, I get that acknowledging him as kind of like we've both been through it the entire way. Because if you think about it, Leafs have totally flipped what what they used to be when Babcock joined the team. Which you have to give credit to him. He actually gave a sense of respect back to. The yeah. team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, round of applause for Mike Babcock. Yeah. Honestly, took like Zach said, took the team from the worst in the league, playoff berths, a hundred point seasons. Um, couldn't get them by Boston, and that kind of ultimately is a re- big reason why he got fired. And hey, they were um, even close. But shout out, they were close against Washington too. Yeah, they I were. I think they were close. closer against Washington than it ever was with Boston. Even though it was Game Seven, I know, and they lost in six to Washington. Yeah. I just felt like every game, like. Leafs thought they had a fighting chance. So there's something about Boston where it's just like, oh, I don't know about this one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's fair. Those game sevens are just ugly. Yeah. It's so, almost, sorry to interrupt you, Connor. It's almost ahead. like um, Babcock, I, I relate to baseball. Like Babcock was kind of the starter. Like he brought them out of the gutter, brought stability. Now they need a closer. They need someone to finish it off. Is Sheldon Keith the guy? We're going to find out. And they fired him same day uh, that St. Louis fired. Craig was, Bru- oh no! Uh, no, they hired Craig. Was Bruvay. it Mike Yo? Mike, yeah, yeah Mike Yo. Yeah. Yeah. God, you haven't heard anything from him, have you? No, he's, he's just uh, disappeared. I want to say he's, he's going to replace Dave Haxtell soon. <laughs> is Mike Yo an assistant in? Uh, oh, I think it's Pittsburgh. I think he's no, an assistant no, in Pittsburgh. No, no, Somehow like that wouldn't surprise me. Um, no, he was he was an assistant coach in Pittsburgh oh, in okay. like 2010 or something. Oh, okay. I know that. He's been all over the place. He's he's been around that guy. But no, speaking of Pittsburgh. Mike Sullivan, he came in right. in 2016 to yeah, replace. Yeah. Uh, he replaced Mike Johnston. Penguins went on to win the cup. Yeah. Then 2009, also with the Penguins, Dan Bilesma came in to replace Michelle Terrian. Michelle Terrian. Yeah. Michael uh, Terrian at the time. Look, I'm not going to. S- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He changed his name to Michelle when he went to Montreal. Oh wow. Yeah. The, yeah. the Quebecois. <laughs> like if he ever went to Nashville, he'd be Frank Terrian, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. But. <laughs> And now, now he's on Philly, so yeah. So now he's gonna change his name too. He's probably just back to Mike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so on Babcock again, where do you think he's gonna end up? Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. Seattle, Seattle. I think it's a sweep on Seattle. I don't see him. I don't Seattle? see him coaching this year. 
So really? I, I think it'll be Seattle. I think he's going to take some time off. I think take he just, a year off, yeah. yeah I think he just, he's, he's got a family to kind of, like, situate. You know what I mean? Like, you had... A big contract in Toronto. You got paid that full contract. So, like, yeah. hey, you got you got money by your side. But, you know, moving away from the city can be tough. And moving into a city can be even tougher. So, I think he doesn't rush into anything. He uh, observes the options. And especially with Seattle, like we've mentioned, on the horizon, there's an open coaching slot. And I feel like he'd be the perfect fit to, again, be, be the starter. Yeah. I don't know. I'm For some reason, I'm getting Calgary vibes. Hmm. He's friends with Bill Peters, though, isn't he? Uh, no idea. It doesn't mean I he's mean, not he going to take a job. Well, <sighs> if Bill Peters gets fired. Well, he, he, he signed a record contract with the Leafs. I don't think needing a job is at the top of his list. If if he wants to coach, then sure. But in terms of money and needing a job, well, I think he's a on. he's a hunter. What uh, I'm saying is I think they have the same philosophy. So why fire Bill Peters if you're just going to bring in someone who's a similar style? Because Mike Babcock's better than Bill Peters. Well, okay. What do you mean it, better? What do it's you mean not better? like he's just a better coach. What has like his resume? team done the it, last it, yeah, years? Yeah, the, the resume might be better, yeah. but in the last the, ten years, the way that he's the coaching, coaching right style now. doesn't mean really anything at the end of the day, because it's it's all it's all unified on ice product management and coaching. I don't mm. think Babcock's the fit in Calgary, personally. I think yeah. they would need a, because Calgary has a like a similar team to what they like have here now, right? Like. Young phenoms up front, Monaghan and Goudreau. Now they have a better decor. <laughs> Hands down, that. yeah. Goaltending is questionable. Goaltending is questionable. But I just, I don't see, the philosophy is the same. So why would you just kind of sub one out to kind of bring in the same kind of thing? I've, I've found his team. He's going to the Minnesota Wild. I mentioned that yesterday. He is going to the Minnesota Wild. They're going to fire Bruce Boudreau. Bruce Boudreau will end up somehow in Calgary. Brad Trilliving will end up in Se- Seattle. <laughs> Whoa. Watch, watch it happen. There's my hot take. Mike Babcock's going to be the co- next coach of the Minnesota Wild. That's a good. I take. don't think he's and okay. he's a huge hunter, huge fisherman. Minnesota. <laughs> Jake, uh, right? Jake Gardner's going to go there next. Jake Gardner. <laughs> yeah. I hey, and they play a physical game. Fits right into Babcock's style. Older team. Older team. That's going to be and building wa- soon though. If they, w- he likes it. I don't know. Why if he's do you think he took that? the Leafs job? Uh, because it's the Leafs and it was money. I think and because stability. I think at this point he could have chosen the Sabers though, which there was way, way, way more opportunity there to rebuild. But Toronto is like, if you can rebuild Toronto, yeah, you're he wanted the challenge exactly, and he didn't end up finishing. it. He wanted the goat status. For some reason, I still feel like he's a part of the team somehow. He like, still is. If if the Leafs win the cup one day with this core, Mike Babcock is going to be a huge part of it, no yep. question. Yep. Because he started it. Like Jackson said, he's the starter. I don't see him going to Minnesota, though. I think at this point of his coaching career, he's going to go to a team that, if if he does coach again, he'll go to a team that's already a contender. Because I don't think he's going to want to go through a whole entire rebuilding process again. Maybe he doesn't think that uh, Minnesota need to rebuild. Do you think they need to rebuild? Probably. I think they need to rebuild, too. Okay, but does it mean the eye test says they need to rebuild? They, the they need to re- I think they, they like, have to rebuild. But how? When you look at some of their contracts, you can't rebuild with that. You can't win with that, though, either. Parise and Suter, I don't think you Which can Which is why you them. bring in a Mike Babcock, who's a legendary quote, coach, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. who will just go down there, chill, yeah. just the perfect place for him to live. Back right. in the States, right by the border, if he wants to come back to Canada anytime. I just, I just feel like it's too perfect. 
I hear you. Minnesota's a good shout for sure. The one thing, though, is that Babcock, like he did here, he provides an institution. Like, he brings stability. He brings safety. He brings not necessarily comfort, but he's he's a really good, just good at managing. Like, he kept that locker room, like, tight and quiet. Like, you didn't hear any gossip over the last four years, really, other than that meeting with Matthews. If that's the biggest gossip, but he's doing a pretty good job. That's why I think he goes to Seattle because Seattle, starting but, from the ground up, you bring a guy uh, in who provides that stability, who builds the pillars up. Issue yeah. I have with Seattle is they're, they've been so analytics heavy that they're more forward thinking, right? And oh. I don't know if they're going to want to bring in a coach who's, yes, he's got the resume, but he's not. He doesn't adapt. That's We've learned that with his four years, five years in Toronto. He doesn't change. Yeah. It depends what Seattle wants to do right off the top. If they want to go out and, and be a team like Vegas was that will win um, or try to win, I guess, or if they want to plan for more of a long-term thing. I think it's just about uh, Seattle's philosophy, really. Yeah, I, think, I don't think it's about I Bangkok. think Vegas was lightning in a bottle. I don't think we see that with yeah. Seattle. Mm-hmm. I think they'll ad- – I don't – have they announced the rules for the expansion draft? Not I don't believe I so. Because no. I think that's going to get adapted. Because the NHL realized we really screwed up. Yeah, the Vegas was stacked. They had three firsts because they were bargaining with other teams. I won't take your player if you give me this too. Mm-hmm. That that's the kind of greasiness that yeah. probably shouldn't be happening. But there's a good point too. Literally Vegas, blackmail. Yeah. Well, no, but I think Vegas did a really good job of kind of similar to what Seattle probably wants to do in terms of um, analytics. But they did a bit of eye test too. Worked for them. And they brought in Gerard Gallant. Yeah. Right? It's not like he was some analytics darling. And he had coached Marsha So and Riley Smith, which are two big pieces of their team right now as well. So that has a lot to do with it. Um, and, yeah, speaking of Vegas, they're, they're on a bit of a cold streak right now too. They, ju- they just beat the Leafs, but um, they're, they're, not, they're not in a playoff spot either. There are a lot of teams that are just barely keeping their head above water. Tampa Bay, Calgary, like you said. San Jose is 40 feet underwater at this point, yeah. but um, who else? Like, I guess, yeah, just Tampa Bay, Toronto, Vegas. Columbus, but I don't know how much you'd actually expect Columbus. Columbus are Columbus. terrible. Yeah. We already know they're terrible. Yeah, they got some pieces, though. Seth Jones and Zach Ransky, you'd kill for those in the Leafs. It's oh, true. yeah, two righties, right? Absolutely. Or is Ransky? No, Ransky Ren- is uh, left. Yeah, Ransky yeah, is left. Jones, yeah. Jones is the righty. Yeah, he's filthy, too. No, I hate man. to see it. <laughs> even look at Nashville, even, right? They trade Subban. Next thing you know, they're they're nine, eight, and three, right? Who did they trade for Subban again? They got a second and a a second uh, a defenseman. Was, yeah, who I'm blanking on his name. It wasn't a big haul. No, it was very very minimal. And Subban has although uh, look at New Jersey. Yo, how, dude, they you guys know how bad Subban's playing? I haven't really taken. You guess guess how many points he has. No, like he's bad. I know he's bad. Yeah, I'll say five. I Correct. edit the staff and graph broadcast. I know he's bad. Yeah. Yeah, New Jersey is, is that's an interesting one. I wonder what happens to Taylor Hall real quick. That is that's a spicy meatball. Taylor Hall's leaving yeah. New Jersey. That's well, not breaking surprising. news. There's, oh. there's yeah. like there's no doubt in my mind, and I don't think there should be d- doubts in anyone's mind that this guy's leaving. Okay, what do they trade him for? They don't trade him. Just he's just gonna know. leave. You yeah, can't do that. You got to train. I think. Well, I think if they're in a position to win, which you know, and currently they they're, they're, they're they are not, mm-hmm. but they have little time to pull it together. And if they if they do, like if Jack Hughes actually wants to get going, and guys like Subban, you know, they they can make a push. But you know, like I don't know how much you would they, want for a, a a rental of Taylor Hall. But they need goaltending. Yeah. 
They just sent Corey Schneider to the AHL because he was so bad. Your goalies are does, Mackenzie does, does a rental Taylor and, Hall get you a, a bona fide starter though for a rental Taylor Hall? Yes, um, Taylor Hall's really really good. Take in, he is take for a rental. Yeah, but take him take into consideration that a team that acquires him can also just sign into sign him yeah. to an extension. Like right? the Vegas Mark Stone. I, I don't think I don't think um, a team will trade for Taylor Hall unless they know that they can sign him to a long term deal. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I think if it's a rental, it's a different story. But if if there's an opportunity. I just don't think he'll get traded as a rental player. I think there will be a, a sign, a sign and trade. Yeah, that would make sense. But again, Taylor Hall, like he's Taylor Hall, probably won a lot of money. This guy's won MVP in the last couple of years. This guy, well, he's a money. He, people are saying he wants 11, 11, 5. So I well, don't know. look he's at what Tavares got, got. He's also yeah, got. He, Darren he's also Ferris. he's also a winger and like. There's only there's only three wingers in the NHL yeah. who make above he ten. One of them to get being paid Marner. More than Marner, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, and guess he, he who's does, eight? Which is unfortunate because Marner kind of screwed over the entire league. Well, guess yeah. who's agent did. Tyler yeah. Hall is? Isn't the same Dar- as Darren Ferris. Ferris. Yeah, yeah. So he'll play the same game. He's gonna play the same game. He's gonna get boatloads of money. And if he goes to the open market, he might he might shatter the record. He might as get as like I'm concerned. Thirteen point five or something. Is that ridiculous? Like a team might give him thirteen. I wouldn't be surprised. Thirteen over six, and let well, can Ottawa teams do that. Ottawa, like yeah. Oh yeah, because he's gonna go to Ottawa. Well, he's from around the area, isn't he? He's from Kingston. He might Dude. go to Ottawa. They have so much cap space; they can do it. The future. I, they got Shabbat. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I don't think Ottawa's the option either. The point is, you. I don't know why we start talking about New Jersey. Oh yeah, because they're bad. Taylor yeah. Hall is like really. He's such an interesting player because he's so polarizing, but. It's like he's polarizing, but not a lot of people talk about him. He just kind of goes about, does his thing, wins an MVP, gets traded for Adam Larson. He's you hear how he's not maybe the greatest guy in the room. You hear that, right? And now I don't want I haven't I haven't been in a room with Taylor Hall, so I don't know. But you hear that. That would be an interesting one though. If they put him on the market, what would they get? I. I don't know. Things about Taylor Hall is he's inconsistent. Because like he had he had a chance to prove he's consistent after his MVP year in 2017, but his year got cut short last year because of injury, right? Because injury, he's been injured. Yeah. So, so yeah. you know, so far like he needs to prove that he can get to that plateau again. I I don't know if that injury is still bugging him, but he is not having a good year. So he's far all right. He's got 17 points, but only two goals. So. Yeah, only goals, two goals, goals right? Yeah. yeah. And he's playing with what Kyle Palmieri, and I don't even think he's playing with Hughes. I want to say not? it's Wayne Simmons, um, or is it Heischer? It's Yo, Heischer. If it's I'm Heischer. if I'm New Jersey, I'm calling Carolina nonstop. Yeah. You could get yeah. D, D, Hayden D. Fleury? Or Reimer. Like you get a Marazic or Reimer. I would pro- Reimer is, probably Reimer Marazic. won't solve your problems. No, but you'll probably go with Marazic. Yeah. Carolina won't give up Marazic. They're they're competitive this year and he's been their MVP. Okay, then you that. try you get Reimer, but then you get someone crazy good like Brett Peshier. Jakob Slavin. Yeah, Slavin. and plus, I would think, for a Hall, I uh-huh. think you And then plus. that solidifies your defensive core problems. Yeah. It solves your starting goalie issue, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. For a couple of years. Uh, yes, you lose Taylor Hall, but you could probably get someone else, uh, like another forward. Well, if they're going to lose Taylor Hall anyways, they, they just they want to get something back. Martin Nakash, maybe? Mm. Yeah, he's a good young player. Some sort of package like that. One thing that's interesting is that Taylor Hall, like most teams can fit him in this year because he's only making $6 million. So they can fit him in this year at least, right? That's not a problem. So the cap is really only a problem if they want to extend him or if they don't want him as a rental, right? But that market could, like, that's one of those ones on the trade deadline day. You're staring at TSN's trade deadline mm-hmm. tracker just waiting for Taylor yes. Hall. 
<laughs> excuse me, for Taylor Hall to be dealt. I would not be surprised to see Edmonton make a move as well. For they Taylor have, Hall? Dude, they have, like, they have no contracts next year. When you look at their cap friendly, there's like 13 players going into free agency. It's insane. So Taylor Hall also Edmonton's Ed. expressed interest. I think they're one of eight teams to go, go after Taylor Hall. Yeah, amongst the San Jose Sharks, the Colorado Avalanche, and I'm not going to list all eight because no <laughs> I can remember yeah. all of them. Imagine a line with Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl, and Taylor Hall. Oh, it could have been that. It could have been that. It could have already. Uh, it might not. Have. Who knows? Actually, yeah. It, it would have. It would have been. been. Yeah. No, they traded them after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, Yakupov, Nugent Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah, where, where is Yakupov? Yakupov's chilling KHL. in the KHL. He's KHL. having a good time. Yeah. Probably making bank. <laughs> I guess, yeah. No yeah. More than he would ever made here. Yeah. So, bust. Yeah. The uh, biggest bust, one of the biggest busts in, fran- in NHL history as a first overall pick. Awful. Anthony Bennett of the NHL. Pretty yeah, much, yeah. yeah. Speaking of the NBA, Nikola Vucevic just was announced by Sam's Sharemia is out for four weeks, which... That happened in the Raptors game. That's a big blow to Orlando. Uh, other than that, what do you guys think of Pascal so far this season? Awesome. Yeah. MVP. Fa- yeah. Fan- fantastic. Ooh. He's stepped up to the plate. He's got a couple games over 40 points, and those are that's a career high. So it's just proof that he's still getting better. Yeah. yeah. Fred? Same How much do you think he's, he's going to make? Fred may. I don't think he gets the Siakam max. I think he gets a nice three-year deal, though, at, at yeah, 20 bridge. plus. You think I, yeah, twenty plus that. is a lot? You think if uh, he's Ka- good, if dude. Kyle departs, do you think they absolutely if Fred Van Vliet's no, a lock in for the roster? Yeah, They've he's already gonna si- get paid if yeah. he's gone. Kyle's already signed. Kyle's easy to move though. Yeah, Kyle's very disposable. One and the year? reason they signed very him. thirty mil though, very disposable. Oh, dude, Does, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if it's first of all. There's a team that would take that on hundred percent for Kyle Lowry, especially oh, yeah. a younger team who needs a point guard hundred percent, and the Lakers. <laughs> that'd be that'd be interesting. Even a. Utah, Mike Conley doesn't work out. Like there, there's Clippers. a Clippers. Well, imagine on the Clippers. I like. I think they like Patrick Beverly there, though. Patrick, I think. I think it works. Patrick Beverly to shooting guard. Nah, he's a one. I don't think you can. I think you move Lowry to the two if you're gonna do anything. Or okay, yeah, maybe yeah. that. Kawhi and Lowry back. Could you, could you imagine? Imagine if they played together. That'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Raptors. So far, I, I think they've rolled with the punches. Lowry and Ibaka out is massive as much as you want to bash these guys' age they're still a fundamental part of the team and the fact that the younger guys and i guess you'd say the future is able to step up it's it's a very positive sign for raptors fans yeah what are they nine and four right now ten and four, ten yeah. and four. Ten and four. that's kind of what i expected yeah, fourth out of them. The, yeah. fourth in the east right now yeah it's okay hollis jefferson looks like a pickup mm-hmm. that dude is sick yeah and even matt thomas Terrence, his field goal percentage is off the charts terrence davis has been a great pickup. Terrence Davis has been one of those reclamation projects, right? Yep. Similar to Van Vliet or Siakam. Yep. They find gems, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Boucher is uh, taking Boucher. strides this year. So yeah, that game against the Lakers, I can't. I could watch that game again if I wanted to. Like that's that's unreal. How about OG Ananobi too? OG yeah. filling the role as long as his eyes work, he's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, two games in a row. That's look, Giannis twenty 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 one. I'm saying, it, calling it, Giannis twenty twenty one. I can see it. I can see it. Uh, if Masai's still here, maybe. If, if Masai's yeah, still here, gone. maybe. But like at the end of the day, when has the Raptors ever picked up a free agent of that, I guess, stature? I think now's the time, though. Yeah, now's the time. But it's just as a uh, as someone who lives in Toronto, just the whole 
sense you get from yeah. the fan base is that we want to get these people, but are we really going to get these people? I think it kind of depends on Milwaukee, too, how they're performing at the time, because I don't think Giannis is going to leave if they're still competitive. Yeah. No they question. might. Like, they haven't made great decisions. Letting, what's his name, walk? Brogdon, yeah. Brogdon rock, walk. Middleton giving a max. Mm-hmm. We'll like, see they do this year. They're poised to uh, win the East, at least according to the preseason predictions. But right now it's the Celtics. But again, they're eleven to three. Lo- lo- long long season, long it, season. Yeah. yeah. Kemba Walker looks good. He Kemba does. Walker's fitting there. It works, yes. and Brad Stevens is really coaching him up too. How long? Sorry, how long until Marcus Saul is a member of the Boston Celtics? <laughs> Twenty minutes. No, I. Marcus Saul, like I. Really depends where the Raptors are. I think. I mean, if if the Raptors are still contending. He's only got one year left. It's not like you need to get out of a contract or anything. Just just hold on to him. I don't see a reason why not to, right? Is that the same deal with Lowry then? Similar. Lowry, though, I think means more a lot, a lot more to the team than Gasol. Yeah. They also signed Lowry to an extension, right? So bank on him maybe another year. Yeah, so they have him next year too. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know where exactly. Like Masai... Cone of silence, right? Same as th- same thing as Dubis and, and Shanahan. I don't I don't know what his game plan is. I would assume keeps the old guys around for, as leverage, and then when the young guys are ready to go, bye bye. Yeah, I almost want Gasol to go just to see what we actually have in Boucher. Yeah, like he's putting up great per minute uh, points per minute yeah. stuff, et cetera, and especially in fantasy. Uh, <laughs> but like, we don't really really know what we have yet. No, yeah. and if you get rid of Gasol. That gives a golden opportunity to see what he can do. Yeah, they and got time with Boucher though. Maybe next year. I think well, if, if they're still competitive this year, then he's like twenty five. I don't think it sends 25. the right message to your team if you're still competitive, competitive by the deadline, and you trade away a guy like Marcus Saul. But I'm just if you bring someone in who's good and young. If you package him in Ibaka, Gasol was such a big a... part of the championship team, though. I think it just kind of loses something on the floor and in the room. So I, I just don't see them making that move, especially if they're like third in the conference still. I wonder, too, how much Gasol has an impact on Chris Boucher and, yeah, and Siakam and guys like that, right? I, I'd imagine that because Gasol has as much experience as you could ask for in a veteran. Defensive player of the year, been to the Olympics, won in the Olympics, has won at the World Championships. He's been there, done that, right? He is a experienced vet. I think that's the reason they're probably holding on to him is to mentor Siakam and Boucher and guys like that, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's really tough one with the Raptors because like, they're in this sort of sweet spot where they want to contend, but they can't contend. Like, they're getting old. They have these young guys who look really promising, especially in OG and the rest of the, uh, like Terrence Davis. Um, you look at Norm Powell's had a resurgence, Chris Boucher. Uh, like, even Rondé Hollis Jefferson isn't old yet. Mm-hmm. They have these guys, but then they also have the Gasols, who would probably be smart to get rid of. But theoretically, can you do that to your team? And their player development model is so good now with the yeah. Raptors. I mm-hmm. mean, they are one of the top teams now at developing young, talented players to what to maximize their potentials. And Marcus I don't know how much. Well, I don't know what he's got left in the tank. I really don't. I don't think. How old is Gasol now? I want to see four. Yeah, he's, and he's turning thirty-five. Yeah. So yeah, I think like you said, as a mentor for Boucher is good. Yeah. I, I don't see them trading him this year if they're still competitive. You don't think having using a Baca as opposed to 
Gasol, because Gasol is sort I, of an old yeah. center as opposed to Ibaka, who's a bit more modern. And I it just, sort of fits what Boucher style is a bit I just better. don't know if it's all about on-the-floor stuff, though, like I said. I think it's also about being that mentor and being in the room, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one thing to note. Like, Ibaka and Gasol are just really good team guys. Like, they, Ibaka's won everywhere he's been. Like, not chips, but he gets yeah, far. He, he, he was part of that 2012 finals team in Oklahoma City with right. Westbrook and Durant and Harden that took on LeBron and D-Wade and ended up losing, but still to get there, to have that experience young in your career, that matters. And now he can tell guys like Siakam and Boucher, hey, here's what you need to look out for. Here's where I messed up at this portion of my career that you can not make the same mistakes I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, we, we were kind of hoping that TFC roster moves would be announced today, but Unfortunately, it seems like it hasn't happened yet. MLB news. MLB news, yeah. Yeah, Monty Grandal, a catcher, was signed by the Chicago White Sox, four years, $73 million. Jays were looking at getting him. Yeah, I don't know what the Jays are going to do with their catching situation. They got Danny Jansen and Reese McGuire. Looks like they're going to be trading one of them or getting rid of one of them. Sounds like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. For some pitching? I think uh, I'd imagine Grandall's asking price was just too much for the Jays. They probably bowed out. Yeah, and also like fair. Grandall did have a pretty darn good season. Like he was an All Star. Yeah, but if you look at his his average, it's pretty low still. I think it's like two thirty something. Yeah, he still so. remains a, a very good defensive catcher, and he's again like we were just talking about team guys. One yeah, of those team guys, agreed. right? And for a young team, that would be monstrous. Well, we are now we have like less than a minute left in the show. So on our show we've already done them but we have a recurring segment where we basically give our hot takes yep. so we're gonna give you guys this opportunity to do it if you want if you don't have anything prepared don't feel free not to do it uh we'll just take you out to what song uh I, okay we haven't played this song yet we we, we should play you make my dreams because oh, we played that okay. a lot yeah. last year <laughs> yes, yeah notes. and uh yeah all right so hot take? Just bef- yeah hot takes both of you quickly muzzin dealt before the deadline Whoa. No, please no. He doesn't fit Keeps plan. Sorry, you're taking Leaves missed the, w- the wild cards spot by two points, and they don't make the playoffs. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> All right. So thank you for listening this week. We'll be back next week for our last show of the semester. Wow. Hopefully we'll be back next semester after that. But Oh, my goodness. Until then. <laughs> yeah, this is our second last show. Yeah. Until then, uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, goodbye. <laughs>